Hey, this is Lee. Thanks so much for being here today. Jesus wants to talk to us today about hearing his voice. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for teaching us your way, for showing us truth, preparing us for that day. Thank you that you're so concerned that not one of us perish, that you just continue, just continue to press in to get your message to us. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. I feel so honored to be here for, for him to have told me what, what he wants to say to you today. And we should cherish that, you know? I mean, just knowing what he's thinking, how he's feeling, and how he's working to get that message to us. And, you know, to enter into eternal life, you have to be able to hear his voice. And he wants to reveal to us today why we're not always hearing his voice or, or maybe why you don't hear him at all. And the reason is, is you can't listen to two people at one time. You can't listen to one voice, more than one voice at a time and give it your full attention. And what he's saying to us today is that because we're so engrossed in the voice of the enemy, the things that we see, the things of the world. We're, we're so focused on that that we can't hear him. We can't see him. We can't understand him because we can just, just a little bit of time, which isn't enough. When you're listening to the voice of the enemy, you're ignoring Jesus. You're blocking him out. You're eliminating him. And he's, in fact, jealous of that. It hurts him that you would give all your attention to the enemy. Or even that you don't know that you are. He's asking that we fellowship with him, not the enemy. Why are we fellowshipping with the enemy when we know better? Why do we give in to that? The enemy, he, he just comes in and starts talking to you and distracting you into listening to him all day long, whatever, whatever it is, whatever he can say to get your attention. And so you're listening to him and you can't hear Jesus because he's drowning Jesus out. You're allowing him to drown Jesus out. He has so much to say to you. God has so much to say to you that, but he, but he can't say it to you because you're not listening. You're ignoring him and acknowledging the enemy. You're submitting to the enemy when you're not paying attention to Jesus. And he knows that you don't know this. Many of you don't, or maybe when you hear it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I've been doing that. You know, sometimes you, you feel that little nudge from the Holy Spirit and you ignore it because of all the pressure that you seem to be under, because of the chaos, the crisis. You know, when the enemy just even just comes in your head and starts um, going over and over, um, maybe some not so great things that have happened or maybe something somebody said, and he just, he just likes to just bring it up and bring it up and bring it up. 
And Jesus is saying the key to that is to black him out. Instead of blacking out Jesus, black him out. When I was younger, if I wanted to watch a television, I had to black out all the noise. There's so much chaos going on, so many kids running around, so much happening. And I just had to black out all those voices so that I could hear. I even remember my mom calling me like, hello, where are you? How come you can't hear me? And that's what we need to do. Black out the enemy. You know, sometimes while I'm doing these videos, he comes against me. He doesn't want me to do them. And I have to just black him out. I have to just not let him into my thinking. And that's his place. Corinthians says to take captive every thought. Don't let his thoughts exalt against the true knowledge of God. And so he tries to get into your head, into your thinking. He's trying to distract you, delay you, keep you from being ready that day. So we have to be persistent in doing the will of the Father, which reminds me that the Passion Translation, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into heaven's kingdom. It's only those who persist, persist in doing the will of my Father. On the day of judgment, many will say, Lord, Lord, don't you remember me? And Jesus is saying, in order to stand before him that day and him remember you, you have to have that relationship with him. You have to be persistent in knowing and doing the will of the Father. We're, we're being warned, not everyone who says to me, Lord. You can be calling him Lord. Maybe you got an hour for him on Sunday or 10 minutes maybe every morning. That's not enough because that means the rest of the time you're being bombarded with the voice of the enemy. You should be able to hear God all day long, every day. Always hear him. And when you hear the enemy, my sheep know my voice, and they run from the voice of a stranger. When, when the enemy comes, you black him out. You resist him. Submit to God, resist the enemy, and he'll flee. I mean, if he can't get your attention, he's going to get sick of bugging you if he can't get to you. If you don't let him, if you don't let him into your thinking, if you don't give him any room, he's going to give up and leave. He'll look for a more opportune time. Like he'll wait until you're, you're distracted. First he'll get you distracted. And then, and then um, he'll come and cause trouble. He's going to try to get, catch you when you're off guard. So you can't even be off guard. And Peter said that. Be sober, be vigilant, look, be, be watching. The enemy's prowling around trying to find someone that he can trick. He wants to steal your eternal life from you. Ultimately, that's what he wants to do. And so we have to be up on him. We have to always be ready and always be aware and consistently be persisting in our relationship with Jesus. Am I doing the will of the Father or am I being tricked? Am I doing his will? Am I doing my will? Am I watching and praying? Jesus is going to come at any time. Am I ready? Is my life about me? Is, is my, am I distracted? Trying to fulfill the lusts of my flesh? 
Am I distracted being offended, hurt? We have to live with our mind constantly on preparing for Jesus or we're going to miss it. And if you're preparing for Jesus, you're going to be in fellowship with him. Your mind is going to be on him. Not on the enemy. Not on the doom and the gloom. Not fear. Not what if. Because when you're fellowshipping with Jesus, you're focused on what he told you. The plan. Yesterday, we talked about the enemy has a plan. He, he planned them, the problems that you're living. He got you to think them and then create them into existence. God has a good plan for you, and the enemy wants to sabotage, sabotage, sabotage that plan. He wants to ruin it. He, he's full of hate, greed. When you start following after him, you're going to be able to tell that you let him in. You're going to have jealousy, discontentment, hatred. You're not going to have kindness, peace, and joy. But you're constantly going to be going after things, you know, trying to fill up that void that only Jesus can fill up with stuff. When you, when you feel like, well, I need something new to feel better, or um, maybe it makes you feel good to put someone else down and you don't reali realize it, you always have to have some kind of fulfillment if you don't have Jesus. And really what you need is Jesus. He fills up that every vein in your body, that every part of your being with his love. He's so in love with you. And if you're not thinking about his love for you, then you're going to be off that path and you're not going to hear him. He has come that you may have life to the full until it overflows. And when you're thinking that, I believe I said this yesterday, it's so good, I want to say it again. When you're thinking all the good he wants to do for you, then you're going to be able to receive it and walk in his love. But if you're thinking how bad you got it, who, who did this to you? Who did that to you? Then you're going to be down and out and depressed. And you're going to get on that wide path and look for some kind of fulfillment to make that pain go away. When only Jesus can make it go away. Only Jesus can make it go away. You can recognize his voice when you're following him. My sheep hear my voice. You've got to be attentive, persistent to be hearing his voice. Is it a big deal to you? Do you cherish hearing him? Or, or do you say, well, I didn't hear him, so I guess he doesn't want to say anything to me. He wants to say something to you every day. He wants to love you. He wants to show you who he is. He wants to prepare you for eternal life. He wants to do that. If you get up every morning, I like to sit on the floor and put, up, I put on worship music, and you start fellowshipping with him, all those other um, poisonous thoughts that the enemy is trying to interject into your mind will just vanish. But if you don't do that, he's, he's going to be taking over. 
You're going to be thinking his thoughts. He's going to get you down and, and blue and, and depressed and offended. That's what he does. He's going to get you jealous. Um, just thinking of the worst. He's trying to steal your eternal life. He's trying to steal here your happiness, your peace, your joy, your contentment, your time to prepare for the groom. We're the bride. We got to get dressed. We have to be ready. Jesus said, watch and pray. You don't know the hour of the day. That's what we should be busy doing, not busy entertaining the thoughts of the enemy. And Jesus said to tell you, you can't hear him and the enemy at the same time. Jesus is a gentleman. And he's not going to intrude. You have to make the decision. Okay, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. I'm going to go get on my face. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to hear Jesus. I'm going to look at the word of God. I'm going to praise and worship him. That's how you stop the enemy from coming into your mind and taking control. Don't let him come into your mind. Don't let him overtake you. Don't let him. You're in charge of him, Matthew 18, 18. Luke 10. He said, I've given you power and authority over the enemy. The disciples came back, or the 70 that he sent out came back. They were so excited that the demons obeyed them. Get excited. You have authority over the demons, over the enemy. But if you don't know that, He's just going to overtake your life. He's going to fool you. And you're going to end up living with him when you leave here. Is he your father? Have you allowed him to be your father? Are you following after him? Or are you following after Jesus? That's the question. Who are you giving your ear to? Jesus said, pay attention to what you hear. In order to not have your name blotted out of the book of life, Revelation 35, you have to pay attention to what you hear. Take heed to what Jesus is saying to you. In fact, for Jesus to live on the inside of you, you have to take heed, Revelation 3.20. Take heed to what he's saying. That means obey him. If you're not going to obey him, he's not going to be there. But as I was saying, he's a gentleman. He's going to wait. He wants you to come and sit with him. He's going to wait for you. The enemy is not. He's going to push his way in. He's going to try to harass you, tell you how bad you are, how you messed this up, you messed that up. It doesn't matter what you mess up. Jesus still loves you, and he's there for you, and he's going to help you. The thing is, you, you have to be teachable. You have to let him correct you. You have to let him convince you, convict you of your sin. Because your sin leads to eternal damnation. That's why the enemy wants you to sin. He doesn't want you to forgive. He wants you to hate. He wants you to say ugly things to other people. Because then you won't fit into the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of heaven, there's only good, lovely, sweet, kind. God's law is love. And so either you're going to Occupy your temple with love, with Jesus. You're going to let him come in and teach you 
how to live in heaven on the earth. Control your thinking. Let him control your thinking. Or you're going to let the enemy. If you walk on that narrow path, if you go through the narrow gate, it's a push and it's a shove. You have to be determined. You have to be persistent, as we read, to do the will of the Father, or you're going to miss it. On the wide path, anything goes. Well, I feel this. I feel that. The enemy's just got one over on you. He, he's controlling you, and you might not even know it. You might not even know it. Because you don't open the book. Because you have no knowledge of the Word of God. Open the book. John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word is God. He is His Word. Revelation 3.19. He's going to correct you and teach you. Keep you on that straight and narrow path that leads to eternal life. Because He loves you and He doesn't want you to miss it. And now is the time to prepare. You can't live in both worlds. You can't sit on the fence. You got to make your decision. And when you make your decision, you're going to be persistent, determined to hear Jesus. And when you pay him your, pay him attention, you're going to hear him. If you text someone, message someone, call someone on the phone, you got their attention. Hello, I'm trying to get a hold of you. Hi there. I want to know you. If you don't call, then that relationship is stagnant. If you don't seek him, you won't find him. If you don't knock, the door won't be open. If you don't know the word, you won't know him. If you don't know him, how are you going to move in with him? How do you move in with somebody you don't even know? How's that going to work? That's why he said... Um, People are going to say, don't you remember us? Well, I don't know. When's the last time we talked? Oh, remember I said that prayer like in 1980? Oh, and that's the last you heard of Jesus or he heard of you? You said the prayer and you thought you're going to enter into the kingdom of God just because you said that prayer? It's a relationship. Jesus is a person. He gave his life for you. And the only way you can enter in is if you know him. Most translations say he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you. This one says, don't you remember me? Have you ever seen a friend that you haven't seen for a long, long time? And sometimes they change so much you can barely recognize them? Jesus isn't going to recognize you because he's so busy tending to his sheep. So busy being there for those who want him and love him and seek after him. Are you there for him? He's coming. Are you getting ready? Do you have your dress ready? Are you being recreated in his likeness? Did you say, I'll go anywhere, I'll do anything for you, Lord? Or are you just tending to your flesh and the things that are important to you? Have you any idea what's important to Jesus, what he's going through? Or you just only know about you? What do you do all day long? Examine yourself. Do you care about what Jesus cares about? Do you know what Jesus cares about? In case you didn't, he cares about your neighbor. 
He cares about those who don't know him. If you know him, he cares that you would go tell them. So we have to tend to his voice. We have to tend to his word. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. You just care about what he cares about. It's not just a verse you quote and say, I love you more than anything, Lord. second most important commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. So when you first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. The first most very important commandment. And when you do that, then you're going to care about what he cares about because you're going to feel his feelings, know his thoughts. You're going to love because he loves you. He's so amazing. He's so in love with you. And he wants you to know why you haven't heard his voice. Because you can't listen to both voices. Either you're going to hearken to the voice of the Lord or the voice of the enemy. And it's really easy to, to, um, to know the voice of the enemy. Because it's always about you. It's always about stuff. He, his... his his suggestions are, um, they're selfish, they're um, evil, gossip, ill feelings. You know, when you start feeling icky, you've been listening to him and you need to stop so you can hear Jesus. If you can't hear Jesus, you're not going to be able to enter into eternal life. And it's easy to recognize Jesus, too, because you're going to feel loved. He's going to tell you to do good things. He's going to give you your assignment that's going to provide for you. So you don't have to run around in circles trying to figure out what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. Matthew 6, like the heathen, like the heathen do. Seek his way of doing and being right. And then all all the things that you need will be added to you. You won't be spending your time... Fulfilling the lust of your flesh. Worrying about you. Instead, you'll be asking Jesus what you can do for him. So that's the word I have for you today. And Jesus would love it if you would take that invitation, Revelation 3.20. He said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would allow him to come in by heeding his voice, he would do that and he's going to dine with you. I mean, he's going to be with you all the time. You're going to hear his voice all the time. If you're paying attention to him, if you're messaging him, if you're texting him, if you're calling him on him, if you're getting on the floor saying, Jesus, I need to hear you. What should I do? What's your opinion? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And if you've never done that before, you're going to meet Jesus. And when you meet him, you're going to fall in love with him. And you're going to see what you've been missing. If you don't know he's real and, and waiting for you, then how are you going to meet him? He's not a, he's not a religion. He's not religious. So, if you want to pray, I'm going to pray with you right now. If you want to submit to him, you want to have a relationship with him, be engaged with him, and get ready to marry him, 
Then pray with me, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for being here for us all the time, teaching us, fulfilling your good plan in our lives. We want to know you. We submit to you. We love you. We praise you. Thank you for coming, living on the inside of us. And we are going to persistently hear your voice, pursue you. We love you and praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. If you said that prayer, I'm really excited for you because you're going to meet Jesus, you're going to fall in love with him, and then your whole life is going to change as you obey him. He's not a religion. It's not going to, to church on Sundays. It's knowing him and following him. Follow him. Ask him to reveal the scriptures to you. If you really want to know, he will. Otherwise, they're going to be as a parable and they're not going to make any sense to you. But if you really want to know, he's going to baptize you in his spirit and you're going to have understanding like you never did before. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.